0: So, what can the world do to assist India out of its current nightmare? The North Carolina-based Duke Global Health Innovation Centre works to support the scaling and adaptation of innovations and policy reforms to address critical health challenges worldwide. So, joining us from Duke University is the center's Founding Director Associate Professor of Global Health and Medicine, Krishna Yuday And a very, very good afternoon to you, Krishna. Hello there.
1: Hi, good to be with you.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Can we begin by asking how accurate do you think the figures are of the number of cases per day, 350,000 a day, a million-odd in three days? Are they accurate or not?
1: Unfortunately, it looks like they represent a pretty significant undercount. So as bad as the numbers are, 350,000 cases a day, we know that the positivity rate of testing is going up significantly 18-plus percent nationally, in some places as high as 50% uh, testing positive. So what that means is that there's not enough testing to actually catch most of the new cases that are developing. So it might actually be an order of magnitude higher in terms of the actual uh, burden of new cases. And the same with deaths. We're seeing 2,800 or more deaths being reported every day now, Uh, But if you look at the news of the number of deaths, what's happening at the crematoriums, uh, it's clear that many, many deaths are not being counted uh, in what's being reported as well. So as bad as the numbers are that are reported, the actual situation on the ground looks to be even worse.
2: Krishna, do you feel that if the world rallies and sends materials and equipment that that, can have a really significant effect in this. Are there another, the, what I'm getting to, I suppose is, are, are there the personnel on the ground if they're given the equipment to somehow stop this absolutely appalling tide?
1: I think uh, the personnel are largely there. We do have to start worrying about burnout of all of the people that are undergoing this trauma on the front lines. Uh, luckily, India does have a pretty strong health workforce relative to other countries. But what we need now are significant ramp-ups in beds, ICU capabilities, oxygen, uh, personal protective equipment, medications, more availability of diagnostics. It's really unfortunate in that the, most uh, of the health system has really collapsed in many parts of India. And um, while the world is now starting to come to its aid, it's going to be days to weeks before uh, much of the material and uh, capability are stood up and we know that many more people will die while that happens
0: which of course was the great fear with this pandemic is as, as distinct from the normal flu is just the way it swamps health systems with the contagion krishna i i wonder whether or not the vaccination program is a success over there are, are we, we're led to believe it's actually quite comprehensive and going well is that fair
1: It's a mixed bag. Uh, By sheer numbers, India is in the top four countries in the world in terms of the total number of vaccinations, and it historically has been the manufacturer of the majority of vaccines that are delivered in the world. And so they have vaccinated using more than 140 million doses of vaccine. Uh, The challenge there, though, is that that really only represents less than 9% of the population that's received even the first shot and less than 2% of the population that's fully vaccinated. And we've now run into an issue because the urgency is so high that the domestic manufacturing capacity, which is about 70 to 90 million doses a month, is not going to keep up with the needs at all. So India in a very short period of time has gone from being the manufacturer of vaccines in the world to being a place that needs to import vaccines very urgently.
2: Mm. Now, Krishna, what is your read? Because as as uh, we mentioned at the start, global health is your specialty. What is your read, do you think, on the willingness of world authorities to step in and help India?
1: We are seeing uh, significant uh, assistance being offered from countries around the world, from neighbours in South Asia um, to now around the world and the U.S. even stepping up. Uh, in the last day or two, offering raw materials to increase access to vaccines, making sure that we're starting to ship supplies, um, shifting personnel on the ground to, uh, to enable a stronger COVID response. The, the problem is this, pro- this um, wave has really been weeks in the making, and while uh, many people have been waving the red flag that it's coming, the political leadership, frankly, has uh, has been callously indifferent, uh, and it's now too late to save many of these lives, so we do have to do everything that's possible. Uh, but as you noted, what is setting the difference in this pandemic is the rapidity by which we're seeing um, this happen um, in different parts of the world, and right now it's really peaking in India, so we do have to help as much as possible, but recognize that uh, uh, but some of what we're going to see is going to get worse over the coming days, no matter what we do.
0: Terribly, terribly frightening. Krishna, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Four minutes away from three. Uh, gee, was, see, I love guys like that. He's from Duke University, one of the most uh, foremost universities in America yeah. uh, in the top 10. Matter of fact, do you know Duke University employs, yeah. employs 35,000 staff? It's Fun.
2: extraordinary. I hate to think how many students there are. If that that's the staff numbers. yeah, but yeah and, and it is it is incredibly sobering when you hear an expert in the field like that yeah. talking about the fact that red flags were being waved, that this was this was coming, this was coming. But until it actually it took it actually happening, and tragically mm. it took literally tens, hundreds of thousands of people it will, that will die to make it to make the rest of the world realise, yes, something has to be done.
0: And Narendra Modi, who is the 70-year-old uh, prime minister over there, my goodness, he is in trouble. Uh, News talks. It'd be a very interesting. Out. Thanks so much for taking the time to phone and text. Much appreciated.